We're going to get into a conversation here. This came out uh, of our discussions yesterday. If you remember, we got into a uh, discussion about the new uh, COVID variant that people are starting to pay attention to. Um, there's a, I think we were up to about 21 detected cases in Canada as of yesterday. Maybe it's changed since then, but it's really causing, you know, a lot more, um, attention to be paid to it in places like the Northeastern United States. It's in a, a couple of dozen countries around the world, so people keeping a close eye on it. But uh, we talked to infectious diseases about it, experts about it yesterday, the Kraken variant, right? And we talked a bit about, you know, it's a good reminder that that virus is still out there and there's things we need to be aware of and paying attention to. Um, but a lot of people were asking, what, where did that name come from? The Kraken variant? I mean, if you, I'm sure you know, based on the Seattle Kraken and Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff, it's a, it's a mythical sea creature, right? Like a giant squid or a giant octopus or something like that. The Kraken. Um, so why, why are we now naming COVID variants after mythical sea monsters? So let's find out. We're going to chat with Dr. T. Ryan Gregory, who is a professor in the Department of Integrative Biology at the University of Guelph. Uh, Dr. Gregory, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. No problem at all. First of all, the Kraken variant, as it's come to be known now, is that is that the official name or is that just a nickname that we've assigned to this variant? That is absolutely just a nickname. The official names sort of are either at the level of Omicron, the Greek letter naming system that okay. the World Health Organization has been using, or uh, the XBB15, which is a uh, formal technical designation for that specific variant. So those are the two official names, and Kraken really is just a nickname. Okay, so we haven't moved away from that Greek alphabet system then. That, that still is in place. That's still in place, and in fact, we haven't had any new names assigned using that system for the past year. So it stopped essentially after the first Omicron, and everything since has been called Omicron. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Now, this is a, um, it's a nickname, but it, it's not the only um, mythical monster nickname, right? I mean, that seem, is that a convention? How does Because there's more than one. It's not just the Kraken, right? No, it's not the it's not the first one. The very first nickname uh, that was assigned, you know, it basically in the in the Twitter sphere, uh, was by someone else, um, and it was the BA two seven five variant, which was nicknamed Centaurus. And so once we started dealing with this whole, you know, you probably heard the term variant soup, yeah. or swarm, or cloud. Uh, you know, there's something like six hundred and fifty different technically designated. Uh, Omicron lineages out there right now. So it becomes really unwieldy to kind of talk about them only with those technical names. So once we started dealing with trying to convey, you know, these small subsets of variants are ones we're talking about, um, what can we call them? Your only choices were Omicron, right? You know, everything's still Omicron or those that, that alphabet soup. So, um, part of the thought was, well, we've got a Greek naming uh, Greek letter naming system. We've had one named already, Centaurus, which is you know a constellation and also a Greek mythological creature. What about just using going down the list of you know those kinds of names? Uh, Kraken's not a Greek mythological creature. It's sort of one of the first that isn't, but you know people do associate it with Clash of the Titans and things like sure, that. Sure, absolutely. Just, it's just something that people recognize, really. One of the things I've heard a lot of people talk about, and I'm sure you've encountered it, you live in this world, is um, is it is it smart to name um, a new COVID variant after a mythical monster? Does it sort of assign some scariness to it, or or is that the point? No, it's not. It's not really meant at all to be, uh, you know, uh, to cause alarm per se. It's really meant to provide uh, a way of for people to recognize which thing we're talking about. Yeah. 
and to you know uh, allow us to kind of keep track of what's going on this this is no longer the same as the thing we were talking about last time which is exactly what the greek letter naming system did initially so yeah. you may remember you know delta is not the same as what was there before and omicron is not the same as delta uh, but since everything is now still called omicron and uh, we have so many different variants it becomes very challenging to communicate when something new arises, yeah. when something that we need to pay attention to arises. So they're certainly not meant to be scary at all. I mean, um, centaurs aren't particularly scary. Uh, XBB, the first XBB, uh, was just called Griffin, which is the name of the sports team at my university. Yeah. Right? It's not, not particularly scary. Hippogriff was the, its immediate descendant. Um, XBB15, which is a third-generation XBB, uh, does have certain properties, at least in principle, that are concerning. And so we, you know, I had a discussion with some of the folks who are the ones tracking variants, you know, for uh, to a large part, and said, you know, what should we call this? And we just said, cracking sounds pretty good. It, it'll probably be easy for people to recognize. Uh, let's use that. And then this particular one, I hate to use the pun, went viral. Uh, that, you know, did get attention. And I guess that was the point. Not not so much right. that, you know, and, and most of the, I should say, most of the discussions I've seen using the nickname have been very reasonable. You know, what do we know? What do we not know? What are the, you know, potential uh, impacts? What are the, what's the likelihood of, the, of seeing something similar to other waves? You know, it's been, it's barely has, has uh, stimulated discussion, not panic. No, you're absolutely right. The, certain, certainly never the intent to cause panic. It's, it's to make people, uh, to give people a connection with something they can recognize outside of that really high level name and the really, you know, specific name. Uh, last one, I'll let you go on. This is great information. I appreciate it very much. You say we're basically just spinning off variants of Omicron at this point. Have we stalled at Omicron? Is everything a version of Omicron or is there all new variants emerging that we're not talking about as well? So, yep. So right now, everything that we're talking about is within that Omicron okay. group. As I say, you know, it, it, it's a decision to continue calling everything Omicron um, with the number of different lineages that we're seeing. So we're seeing a lot of new things evolving. We're also seeing, though, that many of those lineages are, are ending up with similar sets of mutations, specifically ones that make them good at escaping past immunity. So they're kind of settling on those same uh, sets of mutations, at least outside of, of places like China, where there's been a lot of past infection and, and vaccination. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we can't get something quite different uh the mechanisms that lead to that are still in play so it's it's thought that the major variants alpha delta omicron those aren't descended from each other they're pretty distant related okay. distantly related they are thought to have evolved within individual hosts who had a, a longer term persistent infection and the virus evolved within their body and then re-entered the population the more infections you have, the more you have persistent infections. Uh, and so that could very well happen. XBB, the first XBB was a recombinant, meaning that two different variants, you know, swapped information and produced a third version. Um, recombination remains uh, an important mechanism, especially when there's a lot of infection and, and you know, co-infection with more than one variant. There's talk about possible movement into other species, and then it can evolve Come in back. those species and then move back. Yeah, uh, And also, we might see it evolving in a very different direction in a place like China, where you have massive numbers of cases, and they're not uh, subject, the variants that are there 
are not actually evolving, uh, are not likely to evolve immune escape in the same way because there isn't that, that level of immunity. So they can evolve in a different direction. So there's a bunch of different mechanisms that could lead to something quite quite different that might actually get called Pi or Rho sure. or whatever yeah. the World Health Organization goes with next. Great information, Doc. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Exactly you're, what you're we're welcome. after. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.